What is the secret to Jewish survival? How is it that other nations, greater, richer, stronger, bigger, are gone, completely gone? And we, not so big, not so strong, not so rich, not so popular, <laughs> we're still here. So Mark Twain presents the question brilliantly, but he doesn't give an answer. He says, other nations came and made a vast noise, and now they are lost in the backwaters of history. But the Jew is still here without any signs of infirmity. You know what that means? That's English. <laughs> Mark Twain's English. It means we're, so, we're showing no signs of slowing down, which in simple English means we're still making trouble. <laughs> so what is the answer? The nations of the world, the Romans, the Greeks, the Babylonians, the Turks, the English, who had empires, what did they want? What were they trying to accomplish? They wanted to guarantee their continued existence. They were working on their existence. They wanted to build a country or an empire that will never fail. The sun will never set on their empire. They're gone. They simply do not exist. I was in Italy years ago, speaking there at the Chabad, and then we went to the airport to catch the flight home. But the car couldn't move. There's this plaza, I forget the name of it, where the pedestrian traffic is so heavy, cars can't move. So I'm sitting in the taxi, and it's not moving. So I said to the taxi driver, you know, these Romans are going to make me miss my flight. He says, there are no Romans. They're gone. The only people who still exist from that era are the Jews. <laughs> and in fact, there is a Jewish ghetto that still functions. They have a terrific pizza shop, kosher pizza. And people, you know, people go there. And it's one of the hot spots in, in Milan. So there are no Romans. They're gone. <coughs> Jews are still here. I'm sitting in the airport in Chicago. This man, this is years ago, this man comes over, sits down next to me. He's an evangelist, and he launches into a little sermon. He says, every word in the Bible, true, <laughs> is the word of God. Every word is true. Yeah, <laughs> no argument. He went on for about 15 minutes. Then he remembers his manners. He says, oh, excuse me. Uh, what is your relationship with the Bible? <clears throat> he used the word relationship. So I said, I'm a Kohen. <laughs> so Aaron is my grandfather which means that Moses is my uncle. 
And Miriam is my aunt. His mouth fell open. He didn't know what to say. He walked away. So I was wondering, what exactly happened here? He tells me that every word in the Bible is true. Now, the Bible, you don't have to believe in, but the Bible is the word of God, right? So he's telling me every word in the Bible is true. I said, I know, he's my grandfather. <laughs> he was stunned. <laughs> you see, you can believe that something is true and then discover that it really is, and you're in shock. <laughs> so believing that something is true, well, that's just belief. Doesn't mean it really is true. So we are still here. Not Judaism, the people. Aaron is my grandfather. Moses is my uncle. So why would I want to be religious? Who says I'm being religious? I'm just in the family. <laughs> How come we're still here? When we came to the border of Israel, out of Egypt, Moses was not going to accompany us, right? Moshe was going to stay in the desert. So he gives us this pep talk. He says, you are crossing over the border into the promised land. Don't get too excited. <laughs> you're going to settle down. It'll be nice for about a week, a month, but you're going to get thrown out. And you're going to be scattered to the four corners of the heavens. You're going to be reduced to a fraction of your number. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be hounded. You're going to be chased. You're going to be, and you're going to go crazy. You don't know today what's going to be tomorrow. It just goes on and on and on for pages. So what was the point? The point was, don't think in terms of existence because your existence is not going to be good. So turn your attention to your life. Focus on life because existence, forget about it. It's not Jewish. <laughs> now look at our history. For all of our history, beginning with Avraham, we barely exist. We're a tiny minority, we're homeless, we're without a country, without an army. We barely exist. We can't vote in this country, we can't uh, live in the big cities in that country. We, we don't have shoes, we barely exist. But in all of our history, we have been so alive, so productive, made such great contributions. Even today, do we exist? Take a poll in the United Nations. Is there a Jewish state in the Middle East? Nope. Not on their map. But what do they talk about every day at the UN? How much trouble these non-existent people can make? So you see, as you increase your life, your existence kind of goes on automatic pilot. You out-exist 
those who were devoted to their existence. Another thing. Why do human beings, like forever, ask the same question everywhere in all of history? Why are we here? Human beings want to know, why are we here? How come we haven't found an answer? And if we keep asking the question and can't find an answer, maybe we should give it up. Stop already. Also, what is the problem? We've been here at least 5,000 years. Settle down. <laughs> Get comfortable. Why are we here? Where do you want to go? I know, Miami. <laughs> the question comes from our existence. You see, our existence is a burden. There's no fun in existing. So people who are sensitive feel like this must be justified. What am I doing? Taking up space? That's my seat. This is my town. And then I make demands. Give me food, give me clothes, give me security, give me love, give me... It's embarrassing. So we ask, is there more to our being here than just existing? Because existing, that, that doesn't justify itself. I'm here, and I eat, and I drink, and I work, and I make money, and I spend money so that I can eat and drink and spend money tomorrow. It's a very good question. It's a noble question. The question is, isn't there more to our being than just existing day to day? And it's an urgent question, becoming more and more urgent in our time. Children are now bothered by the question. <clears throat> you tell children about their future, they're going to grow up and they're going to become rich and they're going to own the, the entire block and, and they're going to be the head of a giant corporation. And they just sit there like... <laughs> Can I smoke marijuana? <laughs> I said, weren't you listening? <laughs> Look at how confusing and dangerous it would be if we exchanged the words what is the purpose of life? That is a terrible question. The question is, what is the purpose of existence? Because existence needs justification. Life is the answer, not the question. What justifies existing, taking up place, and using up resources? Your contribution. The difference that you make. 
the more con contribution you make, the more justified you are in taking up space. But if you're not making a contribution, you should feel guilty that you just take up space. And here's an interesting thing. People who are not busy living get very greedy about their space. They're never content. Because you got to grow in something. So if they're not growing in life, they feel a need to grow in space. So if you think that every song is about you, what is that? You're taking up too much space. You have to occupy every song? Every conversation has to be about you? Too much existence. You're in trouble. Rein it in. So look at how dangerous the confusion is. You mean to say, what is the purpose of existence? But you ask, what is the purpose of life? And now you can't find an answer. Because you just turned the answer into a question. This explains why humility is a positive, valuable, holy quality. <coughs> humility. Why is that good? Torah makes a very big issue out of humility. You should be exceedingly humble. What does that even feel like? What would that look like if you were exceedingly humble? You would drag your feet, hang your head, mumble when somebody asks you a question. What does it mean to be exceedingly humble? Call yourself stupid? Blame yourself for everything? How do you be humble? And have fun. <laughs> now we understand. Humility means humble your existence. Don't ever be proud of the fact that you exist. Are you proud of the fact that you take up space? Because you do it so well? <laughs> You're the best at taking up space? So all humility means Humble your existence. Find a justification for your existence because it's not really justified. But no one ever suggests humble your life. A minute of life is infinitely valuable. So again, a dangerous confusion. A person, my life is worthless, my life doesn't mean anything, so what if I die? No, 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 no. That's not humility. That's arrogance. You're finding yourself and your issues more important than life itself. That's arrogant. Make sense? So let's sum it up. Existence is your need. Life is who needs you. Life means being needed. Your contribution is necessary. You make a difference in others' existence. But your existence is just about you. Every one of us has a parent, a grandparent, who was a hero. You know the expression, bigger than life? That is so wrong. 
bigger than existence. Isn't that what you mean? They had nothing to eat. They were in a concentration camp. Every right, every comfort, every part of their existence was ruined. And yet they ran to do each other a favor. That's bigger than life? No, that's bigger than existence. And we've all been this way. It's, it's, it's how we thrive. It's how we function. It's our Shabbos. If you want to describe the Jewish people, and you don't have much time, but you want to describe the Jewish people accurately, the essence of who we are, you can do it in one short sentence. And you know that sentence. Yes? Am Yisrael. Shalom Aleichem. How are you? You know, I do a lot of talking, a lot of Zooming, many classes, many subjects. But that's all formal stuff. Hopefully good stuff, but formal. We also have a Wednesday night meeting that's more informal and kind of um, Hamish. If you want to join us for that kind of an event, um, interactive, time for questions and so on, if you want to join us for this side of conversation, click on the link below and join us every Wednesday night at nine o'clock. Well, maybe not every Wednesday night, but we try to make it every Wednesday night at nine o'clock a more informal chat, which uh, can be more enjoyable at times than the formal stuff. So check it out. Click on the link and join us. Try it. You'll like it.